And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones, where we're with Lamb Lion Ministries, and we are so excited to be here today as we have a great program prepared for you today as we're going to uncover the meaning of that day in 2 Timothy chapter 1. So stay tuned, get your Bibles ready, and follow along with us in today's program. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you again so much for your word that lights our paths and gives uh, direction for our lives. And we do thank you so much uh, how you've given us your word to let us know about this great day that's coming, a day of judgment, but also of justice and love. And uh, we just pray that we'll all be prepared for that. Guard our voices, our minds, our hearts to tune in to you, Lord, so we may know what you have to say. We thank you, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuning to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista and Nathan Jones as we're talking about that day. So again, for those of you that are part of the program, make sure that you share this program with your friends and family, those of you following us on social media, and let's get the word out. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host to the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Brother, always good to be on and studying the Bible with you. I, I love your enthusiasm. It's so in, in, encouraging and uh, catchy. Well, Nathan, you know, you and I are always excited. That's why people always write back to us and say, what's up with you guys? Are you on something? And we tell them we are on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, the Bible's so excited. I mean, that the God of the universe who created everything would spend time to leave his word so that we may know him better. And uh, just it's kind of a temporary thing until one day we see our, our Savior and our, our Creator face to face, and eventually the Father. And so, uh, brother, I just thank the Lord that he gave us his word and that he loves us so much that he's willing to reach out to us. Of course, that's, that's small even compared to the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for our sins. So there's a evidence, both the Bible and Christ's salvation are two of the greatest evidences that the Lord loves us. Nathan, you know, one of the greatest display, we just we just basically celebrated that this past weekend as we celebrated Resurrection Day, Easter. So talk to me. How was that for you? It was good. Uh, you know, this time last year with the COVID lockdowns, we were all doing Resurrection Day services online, right? Right. Yeah. The first time in known human history of 2000 years of church history, probably even during the days of the Black Death, they were still meeting together in person. So it's strange, man. Uh, some of these churches are still hurting. I've been reading, especially up in Canada, various churches are being, uh, you know, they say it's for COVID restrictions, but they're really trying to keep the churches closed. I was even reading today, one church up in Edmonton, is that the city is building a fence around the church so that people can't get in and worship together, as if the building is the church. Shows what they know. So, yeah, it's great to be able to be back in service again. Uh, in Texas here, they list, lifted the mask mandate. So, they did what they should. If you want to wear a mask, that's great. If you don't, that's great, too. You shouldn't be required. And so uh, it was a lot more enjoyable to go to church and not have everybody masked up, although some people chose to. Nathan, that is exciting news. So you're a little bit ahead of us here in the Daytona Beach area, Florida, because we're still wearing masks. So I'm so excited for you guys. Oh, I thought uh, Florida was an open state. Well, not in businesses. Mostly everywhere you go, businesses, they still require you to wear a mask uh, or they will not serve you. So, uh, no, that's still pretty much in play. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, certain businesses like Target or Walmart still require you to wear a mask to go in. But I noticed that once people get in the store, then they take them off again. And the rates for um, 
COVID are going way down in Texas. And so it shows that, again, the, the masks and the, a lot of the restrictions just make us feel good. They really weren't for any particular purpose. But again, that's up to the individual. If, if you yes. feel mask and social distancing and all that is helping you stay away from COVID, then that, that's good. That should be for you. And for others, well, if they're willing to take the risk, well, that's what living in a free country is about. So it, uh, to each his own when it comes to this, right? Absolutely, Nathan. Absolutely. And yeah, it was uh, we had a great now that you mentioned that we had a great resurrection day. And I and I was reminded how nice it is that this year we were able to celebrate a little more openly, a lot more excitement we're seeing in certain people in churches because we see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. And that's very encouraging. That's why you and I get very excited, Nathan, because it's just neat to see what God is doing. But Nathan, for somebody who's new to the program, can you let him share what we do and how they can get a hold of our resources? Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, Vic's a Calvary Chapel pastor, so if, if you're wondering what he's talking about, he held church services on the Daytona Beach. So at 7 a.m., beautiful sunrise coming up, but Vic also doubles as an evangelist here at Lamb and Lion Ministry. I am as well. I'm the internet evangelist, and uh, we both serve at Lamb and Lion Ministries. It's a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that through many ways. Most people know the ministry through our television program, Christ in Prophecy. Uh, it's now in its 19th season. And uh, so we are on all the major TV, Christian TV networks except TBN. And of course, our website, ChristinProphecy.org. Check us out. We have so many resources on there, the books and magazines and newsletters. You can subscribe, social media, articles, videos. We uh, want to equip you to know Jesus Christ better and to grow in your relationship with him. That's ChristinProphecy.org. Thank you so much, Nathan. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful resources for those of you uh, that are part of the programs here. And just so that you can continue to grow uh, in the Lord and a lot of wonderful articles pertaining to various topics of Bible prophecy. So, Nathan, thank you for sharing that. Uh, Nathan, another thing is that we're very excited is that you and I have been able to teach through so many books of the Bible and Bible prophecy, some chapter by chapter and verse by verse. And we jumped into... Um, Second Timothy, and we've been having a fantastic time encouraging our listeners through uh, the book of Second Timothy. And uh, today we're going to continue to pick that up there in uh, Second Timothy, uh, chapter one, and we're going to make our way over to uh, verses um, twelve through eighteen. And uh, we're also hoping that Tim will join us, and if he's able to, we can split up the verses. But if you would, if you wouldn't mind uh, reading for us there. Uh, verses 12 through 18 as we start. That will be fantastic. Right, right. Uh, Tim Moore is our associate evangelist here, and uh, Dr. David Reagan, our founder and director, will be stepping down in June. Uh, he's uh, semi-retiring, and uh, Tim will be taking up the director position, and he was supposed to pop in, so we're hoping he'll pop in soon. But <clears throat> in the meantime, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, let's turn to 2 Timothy 1, verses 12 through 18, and they read, for this reason, I, Paul, also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he, God, is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus, that good things which were committed to you keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. This you know, that all those in Asia turned away from me, among whom are Phygelius and Hermogenes. The Lord grant mercy to the households of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. 
But when he arrived in Rome, he sought me out very zealously and found me. And here's the key here, verse 18. The Lord grant to him that he may find mercy from the Lord in that day. And you know very well how many ways he ministered to me at Ephesus. Well, Nathan, what an amazing passage. You and I spoke there prior in our uh, prior programs how Paul was encouraging Timothy not to be ashamed, but to stir up his gifts, to use his gifts. And, and not only that, but he would endure hardship in the ministry, much like Paul uh, was enduring. And you brought out some wonderful uh, truth there, Nathan. We're talking about here the last days of Paul's ministry before he really is going to be uh, heading to heaven soon. Yeah, I mean, this is this is probably Paul's last message. His ministry is done. He's in Rome. He's about to get executed. Uh, church history records that Paul was beheaded because he was a Roman citizen. And uh, he's leaving his message to Timothy, his protege, and technically his successor. Timothy was going to take on the ministry of Paul after Paul's gone. And so this is a very personal, very intimate letter. Uh, Paul's expressing a lot of feelings. Here uh, we hear a kind of a pain, you know, here he's feeling alone in house arrest. And, and he's talking about his friends that traveled with him have now abandoned him. And yet he's talking about others who are or good to him, uh, like Onesephorus, for instance. And uh, again, he's he's just feeling as anyone, even though he depends on the Lord. Uh, we look at Paul as if he's invincible because he was an apostle, but he was a person like anybody else. And so he's feeling alone at the end here, and, and he was. And so he's just looking back at some of the people. But buried in this story is, as he's giving this message to Timothy to encourage him, his last will and testament, so to speak, he brings up this point about that day. You know, Nathan, and that's that's what I love about the the, the these little epistles. There, there's all these nuggets of Bible prophecy stuck in there that we can easily miss these wordings uh, if we sort of read or cruise right through it. Because of course, there is a message here uh, of the importance of suffering and the challenges and uh, and all the all of what Christians go through. It and that's what is highlighted there in verse 12, because he says, for this reason, I also suffer these things. But I think also Paul is encouraging Timothy, look, in the middle of the suffering, there is light at the end of the tunnel because we know that at the end we win. And it kind of reminds me of second of first Peter uh, 4.19 as we consider suffering in ministry. Will you be able to take us there, Nathan, to first Peter 4.19? Ooh, good verse. And here's Peter, another apostle, and he says, therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good as to a faithful creator. And I think, Nathan, I love this verse because as we see here, you know, all the apostles suffered, uh, martyred them. But yet we notice that they did it with their eyes on the Lord, knowing what awaited them on the other side. And much like today, there's a lot of Christians, right, Nathan, that are suffering for their faith. But we just don't hear that much about it in the news because it's sort of like um, muffled in in between all of the propaganda that's going on today. Oh, it, the suffering of Christians has been exponential uh, this last year, especially if you read about in China. Now that Xi Jinping is basically president for life, and he's not tolerating Christians. Of course, the church in, in China is growing tremendously, and of course the communists are terrified communists being uh, humanists and atheists, they're terrified of the church growing. They've had tremendous persecution of the Chinese church there. Of course, in Hong Kong, now that they've cracked down on Hong Kong, North Korea, there's Christians 
they call them work camps, but they're basically concentration camps. Nigeria, the Islamic group Boko Haram, is basically pushing all the Christians uh, out of northern Nigeria. And uh, these stories just go from country to country to country. Uh, even in the United States, we're not suffering at that level, but uh, we're quickly being canceled. And the society saying, we don't want to hear your gospel. We don't want to know your God. And we're going to shut you up any way we can. So it's a sign of the end times. We know that when the Lord asks when he returns, will, he have, will there be any faith? Well, at the rapture of the church that day, uh, will there be faith in the world? Uh, not after the Christians are gone. You know, Nathan, that, that I love that because we are, we are so reminded um, that the Lord is coming back very, very soon and the suffering and the challenges that we're enduring now. I mean, really, we believe the rapture is the next event on the calendar. So whatever people are going through, it, it literally could be over even today if the Lord returns today. And that's why we always like to bring people's focus back on what the Bible says, uh, what, what encourages us and what allows us to continue to move forward uh, in the midst of, of challenges. So I, I'm, I'm right there with you. And that's why, Nathan, there in um, 2 Timothy, Paul continues to encourage young Timothy to keep his eyes on the Lord, keep his eyes on the prize. And it's just interesting, like you and I were talking about, the little prophecies that are found in here, because, again, you read for us uh, verse 10, verse 12, and then verse 18, Nathan, and what I find fascinating is the reference there of that day, and it's actually also found in um, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 10 through 11, as we're going to talk about that. Will you be able to take us, Nathan, to 2 Thessalonians and read for us verses 10 through 11? When he comes in that day to be glorified in his saints and to be admired among all those who believe, because our testimony among you was believed, Therefore, we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. And uh, let me just finish with verse 12, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Nathan, that's why when I was when I was reading that, I thought it was very interesting how when we talk about uh, that day, it's not just mentioned there in um in 2 Timothy, but I just thought it was amazing how 2 Thessalonians 1.10 really captures that when he says when he comes in in that day to be glorified with his saints and to be admired among all those who believe because of our testimony. And so in other words, when we talk about that day, it's a specific day and time period, not just any day. Yeah, well, I it depends on how you approach it, uh, depending on the audience. Uh, I, I believe here Paul and Peter and all are talking about the day of the Lord. Uh, it's that seven-year tribulation time period come. It's the, the church age will end with the rapture of the church as Christians are taken off this earth and be brought to heaven. And then God's judgment will befall the earth in 21 judgments, as Rev, the book of Revelation describes. Uh, but that day is also a, a reference could be to the rapture, where the church is taken up and then there's also the day of Christ, which is another reference where Jesus returns, as we just read here in Second uh, Thessalonians 1, that Christ will set up his kingdom. And on that day that he returns, that could be also a reference to that day or the kingdom itself, that age, that millennial kingdom is that day. Uh, uh, do you have a particular one that you land on, Vic, that you think well, that well, he's referring to here? 
Yeah, I think so, Nathan, because there, when we talk about that day, it can take us either to the day of the Lord or the tribulation. But obviously, he, uh, Paul is, uh, is encouraging Timothy regarding what awaits us, the believers, in terms of a uh, as the prize on that day. And I believe what, what kind of brings it together, Nathan, is also Hebrews chapter 6, uh, verses 10 and 11, because it's a reference there to, in a sense, how we're going to be rewarded. Uh, for what we're going through. Would you be able to read for us Hebrews 6, verses 11, 10 through 11? Sure. Uh, Hebrews 6, verses 10 through 11 read, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown towards his name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each one of you should uh, show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. You know, and as I was thinking of that, Nathan, as I, I just could not help but to think as Paul is encouraging Timothy as he's struggling, as he's going through challenges in the ministry, almost like saying, Timothy, hang in there. Things are going to work out. There's going to be tough days ahead, but at the end, we win. And it's almost the encouragement that we need to be sharing today because there's a lot of people losing steam and getting discouraged because of all the challenges that we're facing here in the U.S. And you and I have been talking about that these past weeks. Yeah, it's discouraging being a Christian in the 21st century, isn't it? Gone are the days where Christianity was the majority view in the United States. We're definitely living in a post-Christian era, not just in the U.S., but in the West. And we're seeing evil abound and grow worse and worse. That which used to be called evil is now called good and vice versa. And not only do you not only just have to call it, you have to celebrate it. And if you're not, then the culture will cancel you. They don't want to hear you. Uh, you know, people are breaking down all the barriers and uh, just they want to do whatever evil they, that their sinful nature calls them to do. They're pushing God out of everywhere. And uh, that's leading up to the Antichrist kingdom. That day, day of the Lord, that tribulation time period, uh, when you take the restraining influence of the church, which was prophesied that the church would be removed before the tribulation comes, then you can understand a world would feel very free to do what they do best, humanism, the worship of government, and of course then a one world leader. And so all this is, is leading up to that. Uh, but praise the Lord, the rapture of the church is a victory for the church because we will not have to be there to experience God's judgment. Mm, I love that. That's a wonderful word of encouragement, Nathan. And that's exactly I just I just love the way that Paul uh, encourages Timothy as we go back to Second uh, Timothy, Nathan, where you had us in chapter one. I'm also reminded, um, as he says in verse 13 uh, of Second uh, Timothy, chapter one, verse 13, he says, hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. In verse 14, that good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. I just love where he says, uh, hold fast the, the pattern of sound words. Which you, In other words, he's passing on the baton of the thing that really made the ministry uh, what it was. Because there's also uh, a lot of... Um, bad teaching out there that really don't do justice uh, to the true gospel message. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And this is why Paul is making sure that Timothy hears those words and prepares and then remembers. And it's a wonderful thing is that I don't know why churches divorce 
teaching about Bible prophecy when the apostles themselves continually taught about Bible prophecy. I mean, here he's giving a final farewell message to Timothy, and he's talking about the day of the Lord. So uh, Bible prophecy has a place. And speaking of having a place, our coming new director, Tim Moore, has joined us. Uh, Tim, glad you're here, man. Well, I'm glad I could have a place here. Sorry, I'm running behind. I've been working on some other things, but always a joy to join you and Vic as y'all podcast and share the good, glorious good news of the Lord's soon return and biblical truths. I know you've been doing that already today. Amazing. Thank you so much, Tim, for joining us. It's always exciting to have you on. Thank you very much. Tim, you came at a good time because we are we were in a very controversial issue and we needed you to help us out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> no, actually, Nathan and I were just looking there at um, 2 Timothy chapter 1 as Paul is encouraging Timothy in the ministry. He's telling him to stir up his gifts. He's going to be suffering, but to hang in there and to continue the pattern of sound words, which uh, uh, Timothy had heard from him. Uh, so Nathan and I were just talking about the importance of that because there's also uh, a lot of uh, erroneous teachings out there when it comes to the gospel. Oh, there sure are, Victor. And, and today especially, there are so many people out touting a, a false gospel because they'll call themselves Christian, and yet when you listen to their words, they're not pointing people to Jesus Christ, they're pointing them to another Christ or a Christ of their own making which is a false gospel. And so we preach the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, dead, buried, resurrected, and coming again soon. Uh, he sits at the right hand of the Father. And so it, it is that biblical truth that we point people toward, and they have to stay grounded. They have to stay in the Bible. Just today, we were recording a program about the inerrancy of Scripture, the trustworthiness of God's Word. And so all of your listeners don't just have to take our word for it. They can go to the Bible and for themselves, read what the Lord has revealed and know that it is trustworthy and test all doctrines according to the word of God and then hold true to that. So Paul's admonition to Timothy echoes down through the centuries to us even today. Oh, I love that. Oh, excellent, excellent words. And you know, uh, Tim, just in case, uh, it's funny because, we're, not funny, but we are in uh, in the book of Timothy. And of course, you're right there to encourage us as Tim as well. But uh, <laughs> if you happen, I don't know if you have your Bible or the scriptures pulled up to uh, 2 Timothy 1 verses 13 and 14. If you are able to read those for us, because I think you walked in at a good time as we're talking about passing the baton. Uh uh, passing the, uh, the 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 pattern of sound words which you have heard and I know right now there's a transition there uh, with Dr. Reagan and yourself and I just thought it was fantastic uh, you walking in as we're reading verses 13 and 14 would you be able to pick those up for us if you're able to I sure can the, the word that the Lord gave to Paul and he recorded as he wrote this letter to Timothy is this in verses 13 and 14 hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. And I think for all of our listeners, we need to recognize that each one of us has been handed down the truths of the faith from people, our parents or grandparents, Sunday school teachers and pastors, other Christian friends, and it is incumbent upon us to pass that faith, that truth on to the next generation, to other believers. And so just as Paul modeled with regard to Timothy, my own namesake, 
we need to be raising up young fruit bearers and new believers to continue to bear much fruit for the Lord until his coming. That is fantastic. And I, I'm just so excited because I believe that's exactly the time period which we're in with Lamb Lion Ministries. Also, uh, Nathan, uh, uh, being there yourself and myself and just encouraging individuals that sound doctrine is so important, even though there will be some who will turn away from the truth, who will not follow. Uh, yet we need to continue to bring forth uh, pass on the baton. And I love verse 14 there as well, as we talked about this earlier. Nathan, would you be able to read for us 14? Because there are those who not always will follow the, 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 the pattern of sound doctrine. For sure. Let's circle back. That good things which was committed to you keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in you. Uh, it's a reminder that as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit living in us, and we need the Holy Spirit to guide us and to show us what's right, and to keep those good things, in other words, our salvation and our Christian walk. Again, pointing to our overall theme here for this episode is, as the day approaches, uh, as we head heavenwards, we need to be doing what is right, and allowing the Holy Spirit to work through us by His power, not our own. And you know, Nathan, and, and it's true, as we run this race, there's going to be many who are going to fall by the wayside, and we just have to recognize that not all are going to follow. There's going to be a, a, a falling away, if you will. Uh, verse 15 is also a very good verse there, uh, as we reference this. Tim, would you be able to pick it up for us there in verse 15? Surely. This you know, that all those in Asia have turned away from me, among whom are jealous uh, and Hermogenes. In other words, Paul says that people in a certain locale, in other words, the, the location there in Asia where he administered, have already turned away and departed from the faith. So that's a cautionary word for us to stay true to the word, true to that which has been handed down to us. And so we have both good exemplars uh, demonstrated throughout Scripture, Paul and Timothy themselves, and we also have some negative exemplars, people who did not hold true to the faith. There's two named right there. We can think of King Saul, who started strong but uh, faded in his faith in the Lord and kind of went his own direction, and the Lord's Spirit left him. So we don't want to emphasize the, uh, the potential for straying because our word to people and your listeners today is to stay true to the word handed down to them. But this is a cautionary note that Paul offers us. Mm, excellent, excellent. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, again, you're tuned into The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition, Vic Batista, Tim Moore, Nathan Jones, again, as we're talking about that day. So we are encouraging you here, the importance to keep your eyes on the Lord in the midst of suffering, uh, to continue to um, just remember what was entrusted unto you, the pattern of sound words and sound speech according to the gospel. Uh, Nathan, of course, I know we only have about a minute or more left to the program, but verse 18, again, we talked about this little important prophecy that is uh, nestled in there, uh, speaking about uh, that day. Verse 18, the Lord grant to him that he may find mercy from the Lord in that day. And you know very well how many uh, ways he ministered to me at Ephesus. And of course, he's also talking about those there uh, that did the wonderful work and how God is going to repay them for what they did. And uh, I think you would agree, right, Nate, that the Lord does not forget our labor of love. You know, that's really encouraging because when we live in a time period where the church seems to be getting weaker and weaker, it seems like Christians are losing every battle out there. It's very discouraging. So when you go to the Bible and, and you learn 
full fact. Jesus wins, and because he wins, we win as hell. And that day is our glorious day when we get our new glorified bodies, and we get to be with our Savior face to face. That's encouragement in a time where we need great encouragement. Mm, I love that. And of course, for those of you that are part of this program, maybe you don't have a relationship with the Lord. Listen, we want to pass on to you the sound of, of the, the, the pattern of sound doctrine, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And our hope is that if you haven't trusted in the Lord, that today you will put your trust in him. Before we close every program, we give everybody an opportunity, whoever you might be, to turn to the Lord. You have not tuned into this program by coincidence, but we believe it's by divine appointment. So we want to give you an opportunity uh, to receive Christ from wherever you are. Uh, Tim, uh, one of the things that we do here is evangelism. And of course, we want people to come to the Lord. Would you be able to share with that person on the other side who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus, maybe how they can come to the Lord even right now at the last minute? Yes, and then, frankly, this could be the last minute. None of us have promised yet another heartbeat beat, or another breath. So we encourage anyone who has not already put their trust in Jesus Christ, do not delay. Don't, don't say, well, I'll come back and think about this tomorrow or next week. You're not promised another day. So this is the moment that you need to grapple with the Lord. So all you have to do to become a believer in Jesus Christ is, is confess your sins. Say, Lord, I'm not worthy. Uh, I'm not meritorious on my own. I, I am... Uh, a sinner, but I confess that sinfulness to you, and I accept your free gift of salvation by virtue of my faith in Jesus Christ. He took the punishment for my sins so that I don't have to, and because he took that punishment, he was crucified, dead, buried, and then resurrected, demonstrating his power over the grave. I have every confidence that I will live forever with the Lord Jesus Christ, and he will see me through for all of eternity. And when you put your faith in Christ, your salvation is absolutely secure. Ooh, praise the Lord. Thank you so much. I'm sorry that you just need to join a Bible-believing church, uh, bear witness to your testimony in Jesus Christ through uh, believer's baptism, and we would welcome you into the family of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. And listen, maybe if you trusted in Christ from wherever you are, we'd love for you to reach out to us, 305-992-9537. We'd love to send you a Bible and a study guide so that you can continue to grow in your relationship with Jesus. And as Nathan and Tim, as we've been sharing with you, wherever you are, find a Bible teaching church. Let the pastor know you accepted the Lord and that you want to be baptized. And we want to rejoice with you for your decision today. So we're very excited uh, for that. Amazing. Well, uh, Nathan and Tim, we've come to the end of this segment of the program. But I want to thank you both for joining us. And Tim, thank you for joining us at the tail yep. end there and just encouraging the believers. Thank you very much for the privilege of being with you today, Vic, and all your listeners as well. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Nathan Jones. And of course, again, we thank you for being part of the program. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, and Tim Moore. We're saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you.